floating in space right now. All around us is that cold, impossibly cold, impossibly deadly void of life. We're floating through this blackness. Millions of dying suns blink out light years away, and we are, camera rolls over to this glorious blue and green planet. Boom! All of a sudden, we see a burning red meteor is blasting towards the sun. We're on the ground now. Wind coolly wisps through pine trees. Sky, there's a thunder. Everything grows dark as this red meteorite comes crashing into the ochre vegetation. Huge meteor smoldering. Pipi two, what was that? <laughs> no pipi one, that hurt my butt. And the vibrations of what happened outside our little house that we live in. We have to investigate. Two peepees pop out of a wooden peepee house and are looking over the trees, and there's like fire rising over the trees. Oh and my they're... god, it looks like a bus. Where the hell? Here. Where the hell is Pee Pee He's oh. asleep. I, I was. I... <laughs> the peepees they're they're making their way dun, 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 dun. they're moving through the forest closer to the to the smoldering and they come to an open field and there's a great crater and from the crater they hear a sound ring ring peepee phone okay that is scary the, as hell what the hell who said that also all of our crops are ruined no <laughs> no our farm our this farm. was supposed to get us through peepee winter oh peepee winter is <laughs> going to be horrible Suddenly, uh, under the steel molten wreckage, you see a purple and turquoise-modeled scaly arm <gasps> burst through the top layer of detritus. <laughs> oh my god, it looks like some kind of alien or a Jurassic World creature. It's amazing. Wait, but but which one? Because I'm trying to imagine it, baby. I just want to have a little more clarity. So far, it looks like the the Stegosaurus, Pee It looks like a T-Rex, Pee It looks like a Pterodactyl, Pee 
figure bursts out of the wreckage and lands on the other side of the crater. What are we looking at? It's like a big, primarily pink Stegosaurus-like street start. The the fucking, the buff-ass Stegosaurus that's pink, but he has like a cybernetic uh like helmet head thing on that like and some of his spikes have little like circuitry going on and up it and then he has a uh just like a big tattoo on his left uh pectoral that just is the number two but is he standing upright yes he's standing upright and wearing uh torn off uh jean shorts that was my question does he also have on rollerblades uh he does not have rollerblades on because he was in the spaceship are, are there are there they're in the spaceship okay that was my yeah they're yeah, yeah they're you like can see them like they're, they're, they're like tied and they're like swinging back and forth on like some weird piece <laughs> of machinery that's like destroyed in the background he does have tan lines on the bottom of, of his feet like normally he wears these things a lot yeah and he has oh like God. he has He's got this like horizontal like uh, you know space visor thing. Oh, like the Star Trek guy. And as he takes it off, you see that the like pink scaly skin of his eyes. There's actually like a tan line <laughs> where his like glasses have come off. And he says, "Peepees." I don't know who this is, but they're sexy as hell. I don't understand the number two, and the, I understand everything else about this creature except the number two tattoo. How did it get there? Who are you? Uh, peepees, peepees. Listen. They know us. I have something to tell you. How do you know we are peepees? Uh, do you recognize this? A ring ring peepee phone. Oh, it's peepee ah, three. Peepee three. Ah. What the hell? I've been, I've been, uh, listen, I've been on a long journey through space and time. And I've died multiple times and <laughs> come back multiple times. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Congratulations. I've actually ripped through the fourth wall, the fifth wall, and then come back uh, right through Tech Wizard's little asshole. And I... Slapped PPPP on the ass on my way through, and that's how I knew where to find you guys. Oh my god. Who are you talking to? You, the guy in the oh, can. What? Oh, let me open this can. <laughs> Gotta get the PPPP out of the can. Can someone describe what who we're looking at exactly as it was described to you? Okay, oh. it's mostly pink Stegosaurus guy. He leans down and grabs the uh, the can and starts like uh, talking directly to PPPP. And he points out that he put like a little microscopic tracker on PPPP's butt. My butt? Oh my god, that's what that is. It was the only place I knew would be safe forever. Because I never wipe. Is this like Interstellar, but with a dinosaur and peepees? Yeah, pretty much. My name is Kronksar 2. I, my name is Kronksar 2 because I'm the third Kronksar that they made. <laughs> What the was... first one was called Kronksar, the second one okay. was called Kronksar 1, oh, and then the but... third one, me, Kronksar 2. Why would they name the second one Kronksar 1? That's fucking stupid as shit. I'm PP2 or PP1 sometimes. It's just random. Doesn't that make sense to me, PPs, because PPPP is the second PP. Oh. It was PP, and then PPPP, because it's double, and then PP1, and then PP2. That does make sense. It's canon. Okay, anyway. Listen, I was not around when the num- numerical system got introduced. I'm just trying to follow it as closely as possible. And from my understanding, I'm only off by like one number. So it's not like super difficult for me. But there's like Kronksar 54, whose actual number is Kronksar 254. Oh, but he loves Studio 54, probably. Yeah, probably. How old are you? You were around before numbers? I was born on the cusp of time, uh, in the in the twinkle of a of a of a god's eye, uh, dropping into the sea foam, kind of like Aphrodite, but not. I wasn't balls. I was like a teardrop. What happened to PP three? 
Listen, I have been trying to coordinate with you as the dominant species on this planet and in this space and time. Uh, wow. Aggressive. I've, I fear that there is a great and nefarious presence that has made contact with this universe. And is I, it the QQs? We hate those guys. It, what if I told you the QQs were just the beginning? Oh, no. I'm Listen, scared. I can't say much more. Ganon does not like it when I'm in this universe. And so I really have to get out of here. <laughs> a great glowing eye suddenly, like the sky opens up and there's a glowing eye staring down into the forest like Sauron. Like, <laughs> where is Krogstar? He must be eliminated. And as this happens, Krogstar starts to shrink from this, like, 10-foot-tall dinosaur man, and he just gets smaller and smaller, and his voice gets tinier and tinier until he is the same size as the PPs and, like, is no longer, like, a badass-looking cyberpunk dinosaur. It's just, like, this little fleshy pink nub. Oh, my God, it's PP3! Oh, PP3, we recognize you! Finally! I need you guys to hide me while while I stay here and help you plot to defend the world from everything. Now that you are a pee you you are safe here. Don't oh. worry. Okay. You just cause mild frustration. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I did bring I did bring a piece of uh, a piece of gum. Oh, oh good. Yes. yes, we love gum. We love it. Yes. Let's all get into the can. Let's get into pee 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 can and walk back in a circle. Oh, holding hands. It's not just a can. It's a spaceship on the inside. There's controls. PPPP is hooked up like the one person in Escroflone, the anime. (laughs) (laughs) They're inside the can. It's highly technological. They're perfectly hidden, but there's there's like all these screens everywhere and buttons and this and that. There's on the screens flashing interdimensional travel, interdimensional travel, connecting to, connecting to. Neo scum universe, and the can starts shaking, <laughs> lifting up into the air, and then <laughs> we hear Ganon cursing enormously as the peepees enter the Neo scum universe. said Escaflone, but I meant the anime Outlaw Star. In Outlaw Star, there is a lady who goes into the spaceship. It's all the same, Pipi. Okay, thank you for being forgiving. I heard that guy in the wizard hat. Oh my god, this is fucking crazy out here. This is a prologue. And that's the end. <laughs> and the Pipi end. <laughs> All right, great. Let's get into it, huh? So, here we are. It's the fluorescent light sound. Or Gene. You see him. He's hurrying down a hallway. What I describe him as. He's a short troll. He's uh, kind of in your standard khakis, white polo, got a lanyard around his neck. He's hurrying down the hallway. Tap, 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 tap on the linoleum floor. He passes by a bunch of glass doors and comes to a very large sort of uh, a triangle-shaped 
uh, glass door. He opens the door. Sam Argyle is in there tapping away at her deck. She looks up. Or Jean. Mrs. Argyle, hope you're doing well. I think you're going to like what I have to present today. Creature has provided dividends. What's the upshot? It's good. Orgene taps the meeting deck, sort of like standing at a presentation podium, taps the meeting deck and a, and a hollow screen like rolls down behind him, starts showing this three-dimensional view as he's, you know, sort of clicking through windows. Ah, uh, this thing has PowerPoint, right? Sun above the Washington Monument, glimmering off of ice melting on snowy streets. Birds chirp. Self-driving traffic moves at an easy pace. Illuminati eye graffiti drips in red on the brick wall of a falafel restaurant. Blue sky on a brisk winter day. Silver spires rise from the Library of Congress. An orc with a lanyard rushes down the street with a hovering document drone following. White solids wisp in a cold wind. The White House. Library of Congress. The Supreme Court. There is a deafening crack. They all look like rats from here. From the pale blue sky, a six-foot harpoon rips, leaving a white trail. The harpoon tears down into the Oval Office. The sound of crunching concrete and steel. Thunder screams over DC again. 83 harpoons blast down into the city into the pale scrapers, into suburban dwellings, into Congress. The Washington Monument is struck, smoke and screaming. The streets fill, but Lone Star, uh, excuse me, I mean Blue Star, stand down. We're seeing this through a buzzing monitor now. In a hidden bunker in Fort Worth, Rats pats a middle-aged drone operator on his back. He turns and gives a thumbs up. There is a smattering of applause from the room. All right, all right. Operation Angel of Death is complete. Let's shut it down, gentlemen. Blue Star triumphs. Let's shut it down. Yeah, Blue Star. We love Blue Star. Yeah, Daddy. (laughs) Camera pulls away as Blue Star admins start to shut the place down. This is what January sex felt like to neoliberals. <laughs> Midnight. When Christ shall come. Room heaters hum in a stuffy bedroom. Light from the Prucewood Motel parking lot filters in rectangular beams slanting across a full-size bed, stuffed with two large motel owners. Snow falls in heaps outside. The sleeping woman stirs, sniffing, Then, her body shakes. She sits up, howling. (laughs) A nightmare! An ill omen! Husband! Husband! I am giving birth! Then sings my soul! The baby! Hello, mother and father. I'm here. (laughs) 
hundreds of miles away in the desert near Moab, several silhouettes stand around a broken tower. A shattered body rises from the ruins and drifts skyward, bathed in the light of a full moon. One of the lich acolytes gazes with his faceless visage. He knows that it is a new age. The snow drifts down over the desert. Camera behind an extremely ordinary man. He walks through the jingling door of Fire Tower's premier TGI Fridays. The smell of their whiskey glazed flat iron steak mingles with the Cajun shrimp in chicken pasta. Two for twenty. This is Bob Flenderson. Bob sidles up to the bar and tries to wave down the bartender. He's busy whipping up a dozen B-52 shooters. Bob turns to his right and yelps. <gasps> He's face to face with a nearly nude man in a blindfold. Ronan, come jumper? The man is aghast. He spits. <laughs> you must be mistaken, friendo. I'm no Ronan. I'm sorry, you... You just look like someone I knew. Uh, forget it. Bob catches the bartender's eye. Howdy, Pancho. I'd like to make an order, but I'm afraid. Why are you afraid, friend? Because even unlimited appetizers will one day meet their end. The bartender nods. Party room three. Wink. Bob stands up and squeezes his way over to the event room hallway. As he grasps the handle to the door of party room three, he feels as if he's being watched. The door swings open to a dim room of deflated balloons, garbage cans overflowing with wrapping paper. He hears a skittering from the darkness. The Johnson is here. You wanted the Ghost Lord? You got the Ghost Lord. What's the gig, Jelly Donut? A chihuahua-sized scorpion skitters and clatters its claws with delight. Pigeons are circling in a crimson sky. We are seeing a Pacific Ocean sunset from the vantage point of a VIP-only psych ward in a hideaway just northwest of the Palisades, which itself is just north of Los Angeles. Four silhouettes are standing, watching the sunset from a cliffside patio. We see a woman with black wings. We see a 1960s-style spaceman. We see one guy who's just kind of cool-looking. I think he's got some plastic surgery on his face because a train ripped his nose off or something. Didn't mention it much in that. Anyway, don't worry about it. (laughs) See a cool-looking guy. And then, in the middle of them all, sitting in a wheelchair is a sweet-looking, roly-poly middle-aged gentleman 
hunched over, uh, sort of resembles a pigeon. The pigeons sort of flock about him. There's there's one on his shoulder. He's got a blanket on his lap. Everyone looks wistful as the sun sets. Sun up is here. Sun up is finally reunited. Hope it's groovy if I spark up a fat spliff man. It may be a Cali Sober Rehab Center, but Tommy Needy Smokey. Oh, it's not that kind of rehab, Tom. It's a mind rehab, so yes, blaze up. Oh, it's always a mind rehab when you smoke it like I do. Oh, Tom. Why Why do you have such a huge spliff? Like, why did you make such a large... It just seems like why, of all the things to make a huge version of, why a huge spliff? Think about who you're asking. I don't roll them, it's it's Spliff Boy. Oh, oh, Spliff Boy! I've tried to get him to roll them smaller, but he doesn't. Spliff Boy, one for each of us. I, I just need some clarification, okay? Mm-hmm. I just want to get things straight. After we got back to the East Coast, Grimaldo, yes. you had visions of the Akutan Sorcerer? Is That's, that right? Well, night terrors, really, but visions nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Spooky stuff, babe. Okay, so you got these visions, night mm-hmm. terrors. Yes. Let's say uh, we believe you about there being a sorcerer of Akutan in your head who lived there in like a little tiny house with, I'm assuming, some cute furniture, maybe like a little fireplace. Maybe it renting it like out. You perhaps an Airbnb. Read my blog post about it. About yeah. my night visions. So it and, and I guess that's where I don't see terror because it sounds kind of like a like a homey, uh, you know, just kind of like oh, meeting friends in the woods kind of thing. Anyway, so you you go to this obscure island right in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Yes, and the Giga Giant was waiting. That's correct. The Giga Giant was waiting. It was Chirik Island. And by the way, Al Hudrian was a super down-to-earth guy. No way. Wait, Al Hudrian? That name yes. sounds kind of familiar to me, personally. He was the mark from our job. Wait, that was the guy we were supposed to kill in Akutan, right? That's the ticket, Hans. I think Hans has inhaled some of this secondhand smoke. I think we we all have, really. Oh, yes. So, yes, indeed. Is that right? Was that the guy that we killed in Akutan? Was it Al Hutrian? No, we were supposed to, but we didn't, babe. But I killed another guy. We had a little freaky mescaline trip, and some other stuff happened. And you know what? It's all on the Patreon if you want to listen. I think I killed another guy who had a name. Oh, we probably did. Someone... You killed a, um, a, f- a fisherman, I believe. Uh, a fisherman. I killed a lot of people, but I remember I cut one guy, like, in half. Oh, uh, yes, yes. That was, that was the guy who had, who had real Lala's father vibes, right? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. vibes are very... Fu- anyway, I don't even know anyway. what that means. But, yes, I felt exactly... I don't know what you're saying, but, yeah. Anyway, my pigeons were essential to the Gigabee's safety, and it did a lot to keep our hides intact. I think, in fact, I may be responsible for the obliteration of two elite shadow-running units. Oh, those hey. would have been the Apex and the Gods. So, R.I.P. to them. R.I.P. I think I went on a, what may or may not have been a date, I'm still not quite sure, with the sister of one of the fellows in Apex. So, this is not good for my permanent record. No. Hey, look, babe, if you need a wingman, and I don't mean a bird, then mm, you can help dumb. me. Unless I mean bird as in 
girl. You know how we say it over here, over there across the pond, babe. Anyway, I'm Tom Starchild. I'm happy to be here. And I'm so glad we could just get you out of that thing before it blew. Cuckoo, kablooey. I'm just glad that Tom didn't uh, follow that up with, I wish I could be your wingman, but in the meantime, here's Wingboy, because he's been trying to pawn Wingboy off on a guy for a long time. Wait, is this your Wingboy or my Wingboy? And I have a little pigeon who's a little <laughs> red-dyed pigeon named uh, Jair Bolsonaro Wingboy. <laughs> but I just call him Wingboy, wing and he's my little guy. And then I have uh, yes. a I have a four foot six uh, boy on my shoulder, <laughs> going. Oh, look! I don't know, man. And all of his teeth are beaks. <laughs> oh God, that's horrifying. Anyway, like, oh, Spliff Boy's back. Here we go. Oh my God, these are he shits them out. He just shits them out on the ground. Hey, don't worry about the details, sugar smoker. It's a large, a very large spliff coming out of that boy's asshole. Truly, though, Grim, I'm glad you're okay, babe. Indeed, I thank my lucky stars. But I have news for you all, my friends. I am leaving Shadow Running. Oh, <gasps> what? Behind. Oh! oh! I didn't know what the last word was! I thought he meant just for a minute. <laughs> no, I'm leaving it behind, and I know this may break your hearts, but my constitution does not match the wild vigor required for the art of running in the shadows. And I must announce to you now, I'm going to Hollywood. I've met a wild lunatic producer named Merv the Burv, and this producer is putting me in a script reading for the ages. A script reading? Oh, wow, that, uh, damn. It was the connection there... The Merv the Burv. Yeah, kind no, of a I mean, bird I man myself. We. I thought you were Merv. like moving because you got like a gig or like a role. I think that's promised. I think, I he's think just, I do the just, reading, it and sounds then like I, he's putting you in a script reading. I mean, it's just a script it's, reading. It's but. just an egg, but an egg can turn into a magnificent creature. That's I right. gesture to Bird Boy. Yeah. Yeah, but like in the writing process, sometimes you just get people who are not going to be associated with the final project to read your script. Hans, it sounds like maybe you should just congratulate me. Okay, listen, that all sounds great, and congrats, and honestly, I auditioned for that part and did not get selected, so... Mm. The former wing boy was named Merv the Bird, but uh, we won't explore that. Let's all take a cheers. Uh, let's all take a spliff of this. Let's all yiff this spliff until we uh, ride a skiff straight into the ocean of. Yes. I think I'll watch. Smoke. Tom is wearing booty shorts that say yiff that spliff on the ass. <laughs> yes. I think we should let the yiffing commence. The camera pulls out as everyone takes mega huge riffs off of their own spliffs provided by Spliff Boy. And now the sun has set. Oh, because it's sun up and the sun is set. Yeah. Myrtle Beach. Gray sky. A sheer breeze tears over a screaming crowd, witness to one of the biggest death race events. The audience screams as perverted, ur enhanced death pods tear over grotesque instruments of death.
Lido squeezes past the captive audience, carefully balancing seven different chili dogs to Pandora. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't remember how big American food was. Lido, are you out of your mind? American food is always bigger. I don't know that. Yeah, maybe in 2023, but this is 2077. Everybody loves Topoff. <laughs> it's fine. I'm really hungry. And I love chili dogs. Oh, look, it's him. The man with the metal jaw, the weed mobile ship pod, that's Cannabis Jack. That's who's taking us to parks. He's our guy. A huge guy with a bunch of burn scars turns around. Did somebody say Cannabis Jack? That's my brother. Are you Beer Greg? That depends. How bad do you want to shotgun these four locos? That depends. How fast can you eat this fucking chili dog? <laughs> I never thought you'd ask. <laughs> with their mouths, these three begin spraying for Loco and Chili over the audience with a wild abandon as they commit bacchanalis acts on these food items. The camera fades out, but first flips itself off with a middle finger. Okay, here we go. We are traveling away now. We arrive in a clean and very well-organized parking lot. In the one and only very familiar parking lot you know so well, it's the Fire Tower parking lot. Okay, boom, a slick and silver robot with an elongated silver head. And of course, you can't forget about those Colossus armadillo heels. He has those armadillo heels because I watched a documentary about... That one fashion guy. I can't remember. Great story. Boom! Armadillo heels, robot, silver. He's waving down. The camera turns and we see he's waving down the most fucked up looking double motorcycle. You know, where it's like got the motorcycle and then it's got the sidecar. It's just like, it is rusty and it is just fucking uh, wires and tubes and it's bulbous and gross. And this thing bum, 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 comes up to him and he zoops on up to the motorcycle and he waves it down and says, hello, welcome to Fire Tower. I am your parking robot. Are you with any particular party in the Fire Tower? It is our parking robot. You wow. are you are literally our parking robot. Wow, how fortuitous we of us. We just got a parking robot we for ourselves. We just acquired one. We literally have a parking robot. Look at our parking <laughs> If it's not immediately robot. clear, we see there are two centaurs, uh one in the driver's seat and one in the sidecar, the literalist Technically, centaurs. I am on the driver's seat, uh, Mr. Narrative. <laughs> and I am in the sidecar. <laughs> the sidecar is big enough for a horse person, fully, but at the top one, there's just like four hooves hanging off. Um, yes, I guess technically I'm, I am a horse person. Uh, <laughs> um, yes, I am your parking robot for um, as long as we need to park your motorcycle. I'm here. Wow. Uh, are you with and any you parties have... in the, the building or just alone, business or pleasure? 
What brings you to Fire Tower? I'm thinking about everything you said carefully, and I'm examining it for any weaknesses. Am I with any parties? Are we with any parties? Not mm, at the moment. Unless this we classifies are, as a party, there then are no. three. If there are three, is that a party? This is our parking robot, so is this a party of three? Party of three, yes, we are with a party of three. Me, uh, you, and you. We are literally here for the literalist convention that happens once a year. At a different location. Last year, it was in uh, Daytona, California. uh, It was in Daytona, Florida. Okay. You're the first literalist uh, actually to arrive. I got you in the docket. Uh, How long are you planning on parking your vehicle with us? How long are we planning on parking our vehicle with you? How long are you planning on staying next to our vehicle? Because... How could we park it with you if you leave? So I am planning, Mm -hmm. and we are planning, Mm -hmm. to park our vehicle with you as long as you stay near the vehicle. I will be by your vehicle until this interaction is over, and then I will be by your vehicle once it is parked in the garage, and then I will leave the vehicle, and it will be watched over by security footage, and then when it's time for you to go, I will be by your vehicle again. That was aptly said, and I can see you were clearly briefed on the type of person that was coming to your establishment at this time, so I salute you for that. But I do have a question. How is it possible for footage to watch over our vehicles? You mentioned security footage would be watching over it? Yeah, the footage footage can watch over... You have sentient ocular footage, the footage itself. Uh, Um, well, there'll actually be someone watching the footage. So the footage, I guess I misspoke. I guess you misspoke. I guess you misspoke. I would also (laughs) wager a guess that you misspoke. I'm so sorry. I'm going to report that to the AI software that, uh, I'm sending a report right now. Um, can you really quick just uh, point out, he, he makes a hologram, um, which of these are dogs? And there's like two pictures of a dog and there's like a picture of a road and, you know, it's like one of those. Um, oh, none of these are dogs. Thank these you. are all pictures of dogs. None of those dogs. are dogs. They are pictures of dogs. Easy. Easy. Does that answer your question, our parking robot? Yes. Parking robot unrelated. Are you sure? Are you sure that answers your question? Um, oh, fuck, it didn't. Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm sending that to my AI manufacturer <laughs> as well. Got him. Just oh. as expected. Oh Got him. We are quite difficult to deal with. He's are ours. we not literally? The, the robot is somehow sweating, and it's like batting away sweat on its forehead. It's like, focus, focus. You can do this. You can do this. How... How many days will you be parking your vehicle in the Fire Tower parking garage? Well, how many days will you be parking your vehicle in the Fire Tower? How many days? We hope that you will be parking our vehicle, and it will take less than one day to do the act of parking. That is what we are uh, hoping for, Preferably literally. several minutes. Also, are your shoes shoes, or are they armadillos? I'm confused. <laughs> Looks down. He's sweating harder. Are my shoes shoes? Are they armadillos? 
How long is it going to take me? It's only going to take me a few minutes to park this vehicle. How long would you like this vehicle? Would you like to pay for this vehicle to stay in? Wait, hold on. There's what is that? Behind? What? There's like a, a something of. I'm not falling for that. I am not falling for that. Uh, I am falling for that. What is it? <laughs> oh no, she's literally fallen. Oh. Oh, I'm oh. I'm standing up. Approaching from behind these two centaurs on their fucked up motorcycle, we see a massive, dark, furry silhouette. Blood butt says hello. Oh my god! <laughs> I am Barthlada. You centaurs are no match for my brawn. I'm literally dying. I'm literally dying. Oh, I love you, Grendel. I love you, Wendell. I literally love you. I literally love you, and you too, Robot. You were a good friend. Yes, you were a dear friend. You were honestly one of our best friends that we've ever made. Thank you for talking to us this way. You're a good sport. Literally, like basketball. <laughs> the camera pulls out from this, these these centaurs being devoured and torn apart, and blood everywhere. Ha <laughs> ha. A battered and fire-blackened school bus whips up dust on a lonely freeway. A craggy-faced bus driver takes a drag on an American spirit. Behind him sits a corgi, staring out the bus window into the desert. The bus driver takes a flask out of his breast pocket, swigs it, then offers the drink to the dog. The dog looks at the flask, chomps down on the top of it, and then whips his head back, slugging its contents in several concerted gulps. He spits it out. Patoey! Damn, you took that like a G! That is because I am a G. A good boy. You're not like most dogs I meet. (laughs) Most dogs don't hitchhike. What's your story, muchacho? Well, Beelzebub, I'm pissed. My family was killed by an exploding disco ball. And I'm looking for revenge. Shit. Do you know who did it? Good boy takes a tragic glance out the window. You know, I've been on a hellish journey. Walked straight from Aspen to Indianapolis. Saw many horrible things. Used my robotic body to do many horrible things. Sometimes I see a bone and the dog body just wants the bone and the human brain will do anything to give the dog body what it wants. And suddenly I just see red. And when I wake up, the bone is there, but the leg it was attached to and the person it was attached to is gone. I'm a killer, Beelzebub. I can't judge Dak Rambo. I can't judge anyone. Beelzebub's eyes light up. Dak, I've become a monster. How can a monster judge other monsters? Maybe we're all just monsters in this fucked up world of ours. God damn. I wish I had a human body. I wish I didn't have this little red rocket. And I wish I wasn't turned on by other dogs. Oh, where was I? Finally, I arrive in Indy. I found the burnt-out piece of road where that explosion took their life. You know what I found? Was it what you were looking for? I 
found the stoplight cam with footage of the explosion, and it showed that the man who threw the disco ball drives an 18-wheeler. The man in the driver's seat was a man I knew, a man I once solved a convoluted murder mystery with. That man was Dak Rambo. Dak Rambo! Well, Dak's a man I met once. Uh, he bested me in an erotically charged arm wrestling match, Dak. Dak Rambo. <laughs> I wondered when you'd wander back into my life. Beelzebub's brow furrows, and he takes another drag on his cigarette. In a moment, whoosh, he is in Dak Rambo's mind palace. They are ballroom dancing. They are both dressed as Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Well, 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 bell, bell, bell. Bell, 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 my bells are ringing together. Bellzebub, yes. story as old as time. I thought I'd find you in my arms in my mind palace again. Tale as old as story. I wonder if you still got that bang bang shrimp room that I so oh. did enjoy. Oh, we still got the bang bang shrimp room, but don't ask where Mrs. Potts is because... <laughs> I'm smoking on her. <laughs> I'm blowing it into your mouth. Oh, oh, he sucks it up like a like a spaghetti noodle. <clears throat> now I'm fucking high as hell, and I couldn't be happier. What if I told you I could get you higher, Mr. Bub? <laughs> I'd say, I'd say that's a ride. I'm ready to 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 get on with both knees. I'm picking you up now. Oh, <laughs> raising I'm you up, up above. As like, that classic Disney animation shines around us. I'm like Mufasa right now holding oh. little baby Simba, but when I'm the, just a I'm a cub. Ooh. I'm just a little cub. And I oh. want to learn more about this world. Maybe you can teach me. Oh, I'm gonna put something on your forehead and then <laughs> Ooh, I hope it leaves a little smudge or something on there. Ooh, your father's gonna die. <laughs> Ooh, Wait, what? Look at the stars. <laughs> oh, there's your stars. dead dad. Oh my god, it's my dad. I love oh. my dad. What do you say we just cut the bullshit and Ooh, bullshit have some, have have some some sex? Why not? <laughs> I don't mind if I indulge in a little sexual sex. <laughs> and with that, let's jump out. Oh, God. <laughs> Hello, Beelzebub. The bus has drifted off into the desert. Oopsie. <laughs> Beelzebub gets back on the road. Uh, where were we? Good boy gives Beel a steely glance. Dak must pay for what my life has become. I made an oath. Uh, well, well, maybe I could come along um, to help you kill him. Good boy offers Beelzebub his paw. Partners? With a look of trepidation that only we, the audience, see, Beel takes Good Boy's paw. I'll shake to that. They shake hands. And paw. One of the children behind them clears her throat. <clears throat> um, Mr. Zebub? Are we still going to meet our real parents? <laughs> Your real parents are gonna have to fucking wait. Sit tight, kids. We're going on a cross-country trip to commit an act of murder. I was already doing that with the parents' trip. Chicago, 
a dimly lit police station. Everything okay, Shirley? Shirley Guzman comes too. She'd been staring off. Her dwarf partner, Chex Bylar, is standing in front of her. Uh, everything's fine, Chex. It's, um, fine. Just working on a little paperwork. Mm, the Red Veil case? Uh, yeah, yeah that, that's right, Chex. Well, careful about burnout. This case is important, but self-care is essential to the police lifestyle. <sighs> Something tells me, Chex, that I'm not going to be having much rest in the near future. Smash cut. It's three in the morning. Shirley leaving the bullet train at the outskirts of Peoria with all her belongings in one large suitcase. It's dark. The silhouettes of a forest can be seen from the streetlights. Ahead of her, she sees a revolting car bathed in street lamplight. This is the Jizzmobile. Shirley sighs again and climbs into the passenger seat. She slams the door. Do you think you could have maybe picked a more inconspicuous ride. The muscular one-armed gentleman turns to her with a wry smile. Of Dax cars, this one is the least conspicuous. Okay, so where are we going? The driver points south with a shiny new, very high-tech arm. Ghoul's Gulch. We're going to Dak. The Jizzmobile hits the road. Lights up. Beige walls. It's like fluorescent lights over a round table. We see five people seated around the table, sort of making kind of hushed, but comfortable, excited, small talk. One man, muscular, powerful, imposing, handsome, intelligent, stands, clears his throat for attention. Camera's on his face. This is Alan Thatcher. Welcome all to the first workshop screenplay reading of Chasing the Scumset. Before we start reading, can we quickly go all around the table and introduce ourselves, just in case anybody doesn't know everybody? <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Uh, name's Grant Junktle. Uh, excited to be here. Camera, boom, it's Grant Junktle. Looking sharp, handsome, uh, you know, you know the, who's based off, right? And did I nail it or what, folks? Did I nail it or what, folks? Okay. Uh, <laughs> name's Grant Junktle. <laughs> I'm going to be playing Dak Rambo. Boom. Camera turns to the next person. Hello, everyone. I am Dr. Grimaldo Goodfeather, and I will be reading the role of a tech wizard. Boom. Camera spins over. We see the next person. They call me the doctor with the cockter, and I am reading for Pox. Boom. Final person. Boom. Camera on him. We see. Um, I am big shot producer slash actor slash burb person. I'm Merv. Um, I'm the, I'm a burb. And uh, I'm playing Z. And of course, I am the titular author, Alan Thatcher. I wrote this and I will be reading stage directions and playing obnoxious long haired orc with silly music opinions. And so we begin. Acts 1, Scene 1. Exterior. 
be our sex dungeon parking lot. Dak Rambo, Pox, Z, and Tech Wizard, they are covered in vomit and splashing around in a pool of blood and cum filled with rats and a trucker whose name is Beans. The theme from Friends plays. <laughs> I love doing this kind of thing! Oi, bruv! This is the tits, ain't it, governor? I am a robot. Beep boop. Beep boop. My name is Z Robot Man. Beep. I am crying. I wish a big strong man with a brilliant mind for literature was here to hold me. Wow, we are really going crazy right now. I guess we could say that school's out for summer. I love that song. It is by my favorite artist, Alice Cooper. Enter stage left, a beautiful long-haired orc wearing nothing but a towel. Hey, did I hear you guys say the song School's Out is by Alice Cooper? Mm, that's correct. It's by ACDC. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, that's good. And here I was thinking we could actually, if everyone would please just stand up for a second. We'll leave the script on the table. Uh, okay. Real quick, I, I thought we might just Standing. improvise Tech Wizard beating the beautiful orc up, um, but really in, anybody can get involved here at Popcorn, any ideas, really oh. no wrong no wrong answers here, really. I love All that. Right. I'm a huge fan of Meisner. This is great. This is okay. great. Okay, yes. I'm upset. So Tech Wizard, you want to go over okay. here? I'm <laughs> upset. Tech Rambo. Yes. 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 Play the emotion. Play the emotion. You've made me quite mad, uh, you beautiful orc. Now, I'm pretty skilled in stage combat. You will need to be careful Careful approaching me, Mr. Goodfeather. Magic missile! Magic missile! Get him! Get him, Magic tech wizard! Missile! Get him, tech wizard! Sleep! Okay. Lightning yeah. blast! Tech wizard beep, punch! Boop, slap! Beep, slap! Wow! I'm the pox with the rocks! All right, and now uh, let's uh, let's real quick just uh, map the trajectory a little bit. So when his testicles explode out from his body, they're mm. going to one is going to go right into uh, tech wizard's mouth. And the other one is going to land in uh, one of Pox's pockets. So we need, we just need to be cognizant of that and the and the blocking while Alan, we're thinking about that. Alan, I have a question: Is that your real penis and balls, or is that prosthetic? Uh, this is a prosthetic. Oh, it is. Oh, very that lifelike. is good. Beep boop, beep boop. I'm just staying in character. I did have my actual one removed for the prosthetic to take its place in this <laughs> rehearsal. Uh, quick question, Alan. Uh, this is the doc with the cock here. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe instead of uh, Pox getting one of the balls, could, uh, could I, the doc with the cock possibly get uh, the cock? That way I could say I'm the, the Pox with the cocks. Uh, listen, doc with the cock, I don't I know like how that. many times I have to remind you, you're not playing doc with the cock in my uh, story. You're playing Pox. Right, 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 Pox. No doc with the cock, it's just Pox. With the cocks. With the pockets. Uh, I have a, a similar it. question. Could I possibly have okay. one of my pigeons in the scene with me? Perhaps they could be one of the peepees or perhaps uh, Max, the Dak Rambo's... Will they, won't they, son? We've already got that psycho pigeon you wanted playing Jelly in all the prologue episodes, so yes, I don't Dan, know what woman you could man. possibly ask for. Look, I'm drunk right now, and I'm high, okay? I had to get into character. I drove here very wasted, very drunk, and I think I hit somebody. I'm Dak Rambo. Oh, no. Beep boop. Oh, uh, that's not good. Um, But I'm going to brush that off and say that Everyone's probably fine, and that 
You didn't kill anyone. <laughs> Beep boop. Merv, I just realized we're both burb people, aren't we? Well, uh, in in a way, we are. But if we are, then um, then that would be what we were. And I would say that uh, it is that. Oh, beep boop, beep boop. I'm running out Murph. of character. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> you're, you're a bird Murph, person. I'm Murph. a bird person. It's nice. Uh, it, it's I'm okay. Jack Rambo. You, you've run straight through your character runway. We've all done it a few times. Uh, sometimes, yeah. Oh, you've got. I honestly, I've changed accents like five times just in this uh, one session of sitting around and reading my script. Uh, ain't I? Wait a minute. Wait, yeah. Hold on, guys. Guys, guys, guys. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm hearing something. Something that's damn Daniel on edge. There's like a weird orchestral sound coming from the hallway. That's very weird. And it's getting louder. Oh, my God. Oh! 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 oh, I left my crossbow at home. Oh, my, my leg. I'm the doc with the shock. Oh! It's taking Alan Thatcher. It's taking Alan Thatcher. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Ooh. Quick, I have just enough time to release my prosthetic tracking penis device. Chink. Oh, his balls exploded! Oh. One's in my mouth! Now that's improv. Why did he release his tracking device? How will we track him? <laughs> How will we track him? I'm finally off the grid for good! <laughs> Boom! Camera up on a luxe, extremely modern kitchen, furnished with all sorts of rich person Southwest-style neo-New Mexico technopolis accoutrement. Tchotchkes of bright roosters wearing Google glasses, colorful but soulless large brushstroke paintings of ore mining plants, a state-of-the-art crystal bread oven, they got the works. We see Marinway in the kitchen, scrounging around under the sink. She looks frustrated. Dad? Hey, Dad? What did we say about yelling across the house? Okay, whatever. Are we out of garbage bags? No, no, I just picked some up. Under the sink? Yeah, under the sink. I just picked them up from near Walgreens. You got tall, the yellow box, kitchen tall garbage bags? Yes, yes, that's them. Dad, you need the gallon ones, the big black ones. They don't get loose if you tie them at the top. <laughs> okay, well, the tall ones should work fine. Or, or hey, you could go to the Walgreens yourself. You can just take my card, it's on my desk. You just, I can't, I can't. I picked up a thing from Dark Movers. I have to go fight a big spider person. Okay, that's fine. <clears throat> just next time, get the big black bags. Okay, I will do that. <clears throat> what was that? Uh, what was what? Uh, Dad, are you and Mom doing it right now? And the camera pulls out from there. Look, not everyone is having huge lore moments. Sometimes you're just hanging out, okay? Anyway, the world keeps on spinning. It's Neosco 2077. People are just living their lives.
The camera looks down over the wilderness of the Rocky Mountains covered in a light snow. It's evening. Three humanoids trudge through the cold. One former smile captain of Sour Smuckles Jakarta, one former Hollywood magician turned bear guy, and Scott Free with his plethora of eyes. The mood is dour. I guess I'll just say it. We just swore an oath of service to the Holy Protector of these mountains, and a a day after that, he is murdered. So that's it. What do we do now? Well, Scott, whenever I don't know what to do, I reach back into my back pocket, and I pull out one of my famous team building exercises. Um, Back pocket? Trey, uh, Scott, have you guys ever heard of the game Protect the Egg? Yeah, it's the, uh, this situation is exactly what happened to my sensei, and, uh, this is exactly the game we played afterwards, but I'll let you, uh, explain the rules. Oh, well, Trey sounds like he's played Protect the Egg already, so... Yeah, I'm the best Protect the Egg player you've ever seen. (laughs) We're gonna take this egg that I laid earlier, I don't really know how that works, but I have this little egg. Oh, we're just covered in slime. Okay, this already sounds really sexual. Well, we just take this egg, and uh, we're going to try to drop it from uh, 20 feet up in the air, and if it doesn't crack, then, uh, yeah, we, we freaking passed. Okay. Doesn't, yep. seem like, doesn't seem like you guys are too excited about that, but I think that will change once I do this. And I uh, just threw the egg up in the air, and oh. it is coming down, and it, it cracked right on my head. Oh, oh, oh that's yeah, juicy. Oh, oh God. Oh, oh. There's like a little embryo. Oh, <laughs> little God. no, no, little guy up here. Ooh, that thing is full of white. That, that's slime. Wait, it's a, that, that's not slime. It's a full, you had a child. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't call it that. This child has a a black and white striped shirt and a little hat and a yeah, little and a mask, mask over his eyes. A little eyes. black mask and little red hair. And he's, his, his fingers are reaching out for the size of a hamburger. What? And it's got purple or yellow shoes. <laughs> giving thumbs down right now. And this slime is white and viscous like pus. I, I guess it is. A little baby hamburglar of sorts. Wow, that's crazy. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, actually, no, this happened This happened with my sensei, too, yeah. Oh my god, yeah. it's alive. Wait, it's flying up into the sky and running away. It's running away and, into the sky. Oh my god, it's running up into the sky like on an invisible stairwell. Wow. That's crazy. Oh, straight to the moon, huh? This is amazing. This oh. is a sign. This has got to be a sign. Oh, look, there's a gas station over there. <laughs> Another sign. <laughs> Through the trees, you can see a sign above a gas station. Horsepower convenience. There's a neon upside-down triangle with seven circles along each side. As you exit the trees, you can see a dwarf attending to one of the pumps. He looks up and sees the three passing through the trees, but somehow misses the baby Hamburglar shooting off up the invisible stairwell into the moon. (laughs) My god. His mouth goes agape, nevertheless, and he falls to his knees. All that other stuff was not canon. As my name is Pornus (laughs) Fettywop, I never thought I would see it. He points. The many-eyed steed, the horned bear, the giga-giant. All of these... Mystical, saintly animals touched upon man. This is hope. This is truth. This is the covenant of the Holy Protector, passed on anew. Gather round! Gather round, my countrymen, and behold a new awakening!
Did this little man say his name was motherfucking Pornus Fettywop? A cybernetic dwarf hyperventilates on the blood-stained floor of his chop shop. He gasps for air and mumbles to himself. I, I fucking hired a hitman to kill the litterus. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> what was he thinking? Just the other week, Blue Star was all over Peoria quelling a robot rebellion. On top of that, private Shadowrunners have been knocking on every door in town looking for a wizard who kidnapped an old woman from her retirement home. There's way too much heat in this neighborhood. They could figure out that I killed a man and I paid for it. In this environment, I, Bloodbutt, committed such an act. And just because they were two really annoying guys? Oh my god, what have I become? <laughs> His doorbell rings. <laughs> He pops to his feet and wipes away his tears. Coming! He opens the door. Blood but at your service. At his door is a scrubby-looking plant person wearing an XXL Yosemite Park shirt over her gaunt frame. She's holding hands with a ripped, cyber-sunglassed, bearded orc with a Z-scar over his eye. Hi, I'm Goff. I'm a Zapiri Thepe, plant lady. I kind of know a guy who I guess is a former customer of yours. His name was Z. This guy right here, he's out of commission. I'm controlling him by holding his hand and then using my technomancer powers to control those glasses that are plugged into his brain. No time to explain. Z needs to know what's in his head. Z? Yeah, anything for a former customer. My word is my bond. I am Bloodbutt. Cool. Great. Do you have any soil that I can sit in or just like a big pot? Big comically sized pot maybe that says <laughs> bad bad girl on it or something that I could sit in. <laughs> Here we are. Interior. Onyx Bizur Casino in beautiful Las Vegas. We see four bizarre humanoid silhouettes standing in line for the Candy Crush slot machine slash erotic VR chamber. Four guys. Four different guys all standing in line. Boom, first guy. What are we looking at? Prugal is uh, sitting at the machine, at this sort of slot machine. Uh, she's like a rock woman. She's She's got a sort of scaly skin and she's sort of boulder-like. Uh, and she has a lump on the side of her neck, who is her friend, uh, Lugop. I'm Lug- Lugop pops out. I'm just taking a nap right now. <laughs> Good night. Behind her, we have Merv the Burb person. Boom. <laughs> Merv is... It's a bird person. Not much else to say about that. Behind Merv, we have someone we've never met before. It's long lost. I'm not even going to tell you until I start talking, and then you figure it out for yourself. But we could say that perhaps the hair is somewhat oily. Some oily hair. Boom. Next one. Next one is a very bald person, uh, and they've got a denim vest on. And they look pretty angsty and tired. 
here they are, these four guys, for the ultimate scene that has never been seen before. Ding, 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 go the sounds of the slot machines. Prugal is winning! Prugal is winning! I have Lico Richie and Jelly Marie and the Sugar King! Ah, uh, the Sugar King! Now Prugal needs. Oh my god, Prugal said I. No! Prugal, no! That is bad luck! Oh, Prugal! Okay, press the button one more time. Um, excuse me, but could, um, you, uh, I know you're doing really a really good job, and I'm liking to see it, but I really would like a turn because I have, a, um, a voucher here for Lucy Lollipop, and if we put it into the machine, I automatically get, um, $10, and I, w I need those $10. Okay, well, I have a voucher! Also, for Mr. Chips, Mr. Chips is the best player, is the best character in this freaking world. You better let me go actually first because if she's winning, that means we can win as well. And I want to win with my Mr. Chips. I don't know. It's a mystery amount of voucher. Okay. Ugh. I, I don't even want to be here right now. I don't want to be in this place. Uh, well, then you should go. You should get out of here. If you don't want to be here, then you got to have to leave to go to a different machine. We are waiting for this machine with our vouchers. Do you even like Candy Crush? Uh, yeah, I do like Candy Crush. I love the Sour Smuckles children, okay? Those are like the coolest they are cool. I got into it when I decided that I was going to like the world a little bit more. Okay? And I do like the world a little more now. Even though everyone pretty much sucks. And also, Steven Sweeties. <laughs> I really like him. I really just do like Steven Sweeties, okay? And you kind of look like Steven Sweeties. I look like Steven Sweeties? Absolutely not. I've never been told that I look like anyone except for, well... I did get told that I look like someone once, but it was a long time ago, and we both shared this sort of oil, the love of the oil, and the love of the muck, and we both got so into the muck, and then I lost him, and I don't know where he went, and oh, I just am here with my voucher. Rugo, Rugo, got a jackpot! Rugo, got a jackpot! Wake up, I got a jackpot! We got a jackpot! We jackpot! We got jackpot! Brugal! Brugal! These! They'll never use their vouchers! Okay, Brugal! You have to yell at the people! You have to yell at them and tell them to all go away! Go away! Go away! You get out of here! I'll go. I'll go play the other famous game, Blade Babers. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, 
anymore. This is the emotional <laughs> heart of the epilogue. <laughs> but Google is really rich now. Did you That's just canon. fucking slam that in one take? <laughs> I think she was uh, Lenny is crying. I'm crying because I was laughing. It's big because I was laughing, and also that ta- that takes a lot of mental energy. <laughs> Where I'm just like, "What's happening? Who is talking? Who's mad? Who's who's happy?" Oh my god. Hello. No one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey. Um. Is this the Neoscum group voicemail? This is Patrick Rothfuss, and listen, I know I took that casino job pro bono, but I'm in the middle of the Mojave, and I haven't slept in days, and I am being stalked like prey by an apex predator, and it's it's Brandon Sanderson. He's not happy about how we ripped him off in Vegas, and um, uh, there's no gentle way to say this, but he hasn't been the same since he did that world building for FromSoft. I don't know if he started taking supplements or, or what, but he's like 10 feet tall now. And he has grafted the arms of all of his fallen foes just all over his torso. And he's toying with me, even though there's no sign of him or any life for miles around here. I, I know he's close. And... The signs of his approach, they are manifold and subtle. The wind is still. The sky is dark. There's a great orchestral swelling, and he comes crashing into the sand like a meteor. Uh, 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 listen, what, what I'm saying is that I, I need some help. So if you wouldn't mind, just... Oh, oh no, no, what's... What's... Oh, no, he's here, God. Oh, no... No, he's got Alan Thatcher, and he's using him like a human cudgel. Oh, God! Oh, oh! A sunny day over Alaska snow. A monkey woman in baggy clothes sits at a bus station. She looks at her comm. The bus is late. Just as she's about to call Squirt again to confirm her time was right, down the distant freeway, she sees a Neo Greyhound chugging along. Squirt! The Neo Greyhound pulls up. One elderly woman slowly makes her way down the steps. Lala beams and waves. Nana? Hey! Hi! Hey! Hello! Hello, you must be Lala. Hi! Yeah, yes! Uh, I hope the trip was okay. (laughs) Yes, it it was uh, very long, but uh, I'm not kvetching. It's a real gift to be able to move again. Uh, Did Squirt tell you about my situation? Uh, Yeah, were were they really ripping you for your memories? That and more <laughs> and more. It's really very kind of you to let us lay low here. I don't think Squirt knew that he was coming to Alaska for a funeral. I am so sorry about your father. 
The wake is tomorrow? Tomorrow. Yeah, Akutan. They they just retrieved the bodies. The cabin we have rented is great. I, I know Squirt's very excited to see you. He's getting a fire ready now. He's been jabbering all day about making s'mores. Oh, that sounds wonderful. After a little nap, I think that could be just the thing. Little forewarning here. Yeah. He, he's he's going to... He really wants to talk to you about uh, his parents, and he uh, he really wants to talk about uh, Faglin, Faglin Moros. Uh, he's probably going to be the first thing he says as we arrive. Oh. Look, I know it's it's really hard. I know, but Squirt loved Faglin. He really wants you to know. He's been saying that Faglin was like a second father to him. He had a father. That man was murdered. I'm sorry. It's hard for me. But if Squirt really does see this man as a second father, and he wants to talk to me about that, that is a change in him. Confidence, conviction... And that makes me proud. Means more to me than some lingering hate for a dead man. Well, okay. Now we hit the road. Let's. Is that your truck up ahead? It's beautiful. It's my pride and joy. Well, let's hit the road. The camera pulls out. In another universe... Ganon Reedy is being publicly executed for writing a scene that so completely fails the Bechdel test. An orange sunset cuts through the pines before Blister's cabin. She sits huddled in a jacket, sitting on a blanket on a stump with a steaming cup of coffee. You can see her breath in clouds. Beside the stump is an extra-large igloo cooler, large enough to hold enough booze to keep a bachelor party satiated. But that's not what it has. She looks out into the darkening forest, searching for movement. There's a rustle. Crunch of branches. A massive, goateed man clambers through the pines on all fours like a bear. Are you Trey? I am a man of many names. Though that one in particular in this context is appropriate. Yes, I am that man. Y'all got that motherfucking package? It's here. You got what I want. Trey reaches into a pack strapped to his back and takes out two large enhanced petrol canisters. He gestures to the package. May I? Fine. Go ahead, take a look. Trey approaches Blister and gingerly unclasps the cooler with his claws. He pops the cooler open to reveal a dragon heart sitting in ice. Yeah, I've had it on ice since my babies brought it back to me. Trey closes the cooler and grunts. Hmm. It's all here. He tosses the cooler on his back, sloshing the contents around recklessly. Stop. Stop. Hold on. Trey turns to Blister. What you have in that cooler is essentially the heart of a god, you dumb fuck. 
the people you're delivering that cooler to are in mourning. Not sure if you've ever been in mourning. But that heart is all that remains of the only hope that they used to have. So just because you don't give a shit doesn't mean you can't show some fucking care. Some fucking respect. Haven't you ever lost someone? I am my motherfucking time on this earth. I've lost a great number of masters and lovers and hotel deposits, so I sympathize. I seem to have also lost my ninja step technique since getting turned into a motherfucking bear, so I will be more careful. Hmm. Trey carefully balances the cooler on his back and trots out into the pines. Blister watches him leave, then turns and walks back into her cabin. She opens the door and stops, looking into the woods. She walks into her dimly lit cabin. The space is kept spartan, very minimal, very clean. Kitchen, a couch, a fire, and a door leading to her bedroom. Blister sighs and removes a locket from her pocket. There's a small image of Blister embracing a woman with raven hair. Inscribed below is Molly Collins plus H.M. Matherick. Light rain falls from gray sky. Browning beach vegetation shivers in the wind. A pounding black sea tears into a grainy shore. The pressures of the waves give this beach a feeling of psychic unease. On the bank, a massive man sits staring out into the waves. There's a sound of a distant motorcycle. This figure turns his head to the road and watches a Sasquatch on a pig bike squeal into the beach parking lot. The Sasquatch sees the large man and waves at him with enthusiasm. The man lifts his arm in a slow salute. Ron sidles up to the bank and sits beside the man. Hello, friend. Howdy. Is this a Point Reyes? Yes, but it's pronounced Point Reyes. Reyes, that's just terrific. Hey, I'm looking for a fella, and I thought I might find him in town. I know most who come and go in Reyes. Got a picture? 
Ron fishes in his pocket and pulls out a Polaroid of Dak Rambo, where he's at a meerkat exhibit, and he's coming up out of the ground in a little bubble. Dak has his head out of one bubble and his dick up popping out of a lower bubble? Sheesh. The large man (laughs) shakes his head. I don't recognize him. Maybe he saw a guy dressed up like a wizard? Oh, was that wizard covered in shit? No. Nope, okay, then you haven't seen Uh, Maybe a little lady with a big old jacket covered in pockets. No. Huh. Okay, long shot. Maybe a guy with a Z over one of his eyes? <laughs> Not a man, but I did see a woman with a scar like that. Hot dog. Got in town today with a gentleman. Seemed like her boyfriend. Saw them at a local bar just up the way. The Rusty Hull. Well, wow, what a coincidence. After ten hours on the hog, my hole is feeling a little rusty. I said my hole is feeling a little rusty. Just up the way, you said? It is. I can show you the way if you like. Lead the way, mister. They stand. You know what's funny? You were watching the waves because my buddy was kind of looking for a guy who watches the waves. That is funny. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. I'm Ron, by the way. Ron, a pleasure to make your acquaintance. You can call me Holy Blood. Wow. That's a really weird name. Well, let's split. Video ends. Orgene hits the clicker and the PowerPoint clicks off. Bottom line is, uh, though we've been unable to get a direct bead on the Neoscum, all evidence points to them having separated and they are not looking our way. And that is all positive. Sam Argyle sits spinning a pin between her finger. She takes a moment to consider the situation as presented. Uh, Forgive me, but that is thin comfort. What's going to stop them from coming back together and deciding, well, that they have a score to settle with one of us? We're well prepared for them. We are extraordinarily prepared. When they show themselves, that's it for them. We have the resources. It's not a question. Maybe. But I, I have a very bad feeling. Forget has big plans. We don't need these terrorists pulling a stunt and gumming up our works. I know what they're capable of. Ms. 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 Argyle. Respectfully, it's just four of them. They're bold, and yes, they are dangerous. They're also very lucky. And what's more, they're not smart. They are not elite tier. And they mess with us again, they will die on the spot. Sam sighs and nods. That will do then, Orgene. You can leave. He turns to leave. Sam is about to return to her work when she sees something. Uh, Orgene, Orgene, uh, what is that? Uh, your sidearm, what is that? Orgene smirks and unsheathes the Chris. Came upon it while chasing down a lead, in fact. Uh, found in a wrecked minivan. This, this was Dax, wasn't it? Just be careful with that thing. 
<laughs> or Jean grins as all the rodents in the forget facility chitter and chatter in his head. His eyes bulge yellow. Red veins pulse and pulse. Then, into the blacks of his pupil. Darkness. Darkness. Smell of wood and fire. Cool breeze. The ruins of a burned-down bar creak in rain, dripping from the trees above. There's garbage everywhere. A wet, muddy tarp hangs over the mouth of a ruined garage beside the burned-down building. We can hear a creek running, an owl hoots, thunder in the distance, crunching of branches underfoot. Four silhouettes approach. Can I get a brief description of each silhouette? The first silhouette is that of a trucker, a familiar trucker, although something's different. This trucker is almost nine feet tall. That's right. Dak hit a growth spurt in the time jump. (laughs) He's nine feet tall now, and you can tell that his clothes do not fit him well because they're still made for a five foot 11 man. His pants were already small. His pants were already small. Actually, his, his pants still fit him fine. It's just his upper body that grew so much. Oh no. It grew really big on the top. Um, <laughs> uh, and he's got he's got his trucker hat on, and you can tell that he is packing heat. The second silhouette is just an empty space in between one and two of the other silhouettes because you don't see the silhouette. It's invisible. But suddenly, a little large amount of hair appears in the night, and it's just so much hair and a little tiny very short head is floating in between the the other silhouettes (laughs) the third silhouette is floating 40 feet off the ground it's a 15 meter uh, steel ball uh, perfectly spherical and it's got uh, blue glyphs inscribed on the sides of it Uh, it's pulsating but it's pulsating in a friendly yeah. way. <clears throat> Ganon <laughs> gesturing wildly, being like, reverse, reverse, rewind, rewind. Maybe, maybe Z redo. can come out of the Dragon Ball Z capsule. <laughs> third silhouette. Okay, uh, the third silhouette uh, is is uh, maybe also familiar, but maybe a little more low-key, but not like completely blending into the environment low-key. He's got a, a rain coat on. Actually, it's just a straight-up poncho. But it's it's a, one of those like completely clear ponchos. So you can see underneath it, he's wearing his like sort of sleek Shadowrunner uh, jacket that's pretty tight to his form. That's why I say it because in the silhouette you'd see his clothes on him. And even though it's silhouette because it's all shadow, you can just see there's a little bit of glowing blue peeking out from various scraps of his clothes and on his fingertips and on his eyes. The fourth silhouette you see, uh, and and let's just say there's like edge lighting on the side of these, so you can kind of see like the colors and stuff around the side of these silhouettes. And 
This is a uh, another man, a man in a kind of puffy bomber jacket and some uh, slightly uh, tighter jeans. And uh, this man turns to the invisible person and uh, gestures for a piece of gum. A piece of gum appears. Yep, and uh, he ta- and as he does that, he turns his head, and you see that, like the other man, the first man, he is wearing a trucker hat, but this one, the front fabric is blue with stars and moons and looks rather worn and ragged. And he puts the gum in his mouth and starts chewing and blows a bubble, and then uh, does a little little excited jump and a pat on the back of his compatriots. Boom. These four are standing before this ruined garage. Four hands take hold of the tarp and pull away, revealing an 18-wheeler. Candy red paint job spattered with a few tasteful bullet holes. Brand new trailer in the back. This is Xanadu. And these are the Neo Scum. The man in the bomber jacket blows a big bubble but then it pops and it gets in his eyes. Ah, ah, my eyes. Ah, ah, help guys. Ah, the bubble is too big. Z puts a hand on the tech's shoulder and he's just like, listen, man, you got to go through it. I told you not to chew that menthol gum and you definitely shouldn't be blowing bubbles with it. It burns. Oh yeah. That's got to burn. I can't get it out. It's like it's growing. Okay. I have some, uh, I have milk. I have milk. Okay. Oh, okay. you had milk. I drank, I, I, I drank oh, that milk. I... How do you think I got so tall, Pox? I take it back. I had milk until earlier today, apparently. I had that at growth spurt today, by the way. I don't feel so <laughs> yeah, good. Yeah, you are really tall, and I hope that you shrink back to normal size because... I can't feel my feet. I don't know if that's good or bad. You've lost a foot of height since you described what you looked like, and that's crazy to me. Yeah, it's true. Oh, and my God. rapidly just shrinking. Oh, God. I, Hopefully my, back to, you know... My normal, normal can- canonical height. I hope yeah. he doesn't. I hope he doesn't just blow right past that though, and end up as like little Dak. Wait a second! I'm not. I'm not shrinking. I'm. Oh my god! I, I'm sinking. Dak. I'm sinking into the ground. Oh my god! Oh, this is quicksand. No. This is a trap. The truck. No, it's just the part that Dak's standing on. Oh, oh, oh okay. Oh, feel better. Can you guys pull me out of this damn quicksand? I'm still eight feet tall. The the best <laughs> the best advice I can give you is not to panic. Okay. Well, is Don't it panic. opposite day? Don't panic. Because <laughs> he pranked me before the last time we were stuck in quicksand. He told it, me. He doesn't seem like he's panicking now, but also I do like that we're all standing around and no one has helped him yet. We're just going to see how far we can go. Do you think if we just keep yelling, don't panic at him, he will eventually have a panic attack? That feels like a normal human response. Uh, yeah, that's reverse psychology. Yeah, Dak, I, I'm already having a panic attack, so you don't. you really don't need to. It's. I feel like if two of us are having a panic attack, Although, now I feel pretty calm. I can't see what's happening, but I feel pretty calm. I know Trust I, me, you, you know, don't want to see it. Okay, Dak just pulled me in. My, my foot's stuck. Okay. Oh, All right. I, I'm sorry. It's a team see, game. I was just trying to give you a hug. It's no, been so yeah. long since the gang's been back together. And it's literally impossible for me to have a panic attack when I'm here with my besties. <laughs> okay, well, now we can't do that fun little thing where the three of us like dance around and play pranks on you. Now it's like a 2v2 type thing. Oh, my God. But we can do the fun little thing where I get the keys to the truck and then I tie a rope to you guys and then Tech just stands. Tech, you have to get in because you can't see and I don't want to run you over. And then I drive us forward and then I pull you out of the quicksand and then I'm the first one to drive the new truck. Okay, but... 
No, no. Tech, Pox meant get into the truck, not get into the quicksand. Come on, now you're stuck with us. Uh, no, no. Oh, God. Damn it. It was a golden opportunity for Tech to use his new driver's license to drive the truck. I can't believe <laughs> the day I'm about to drive, I get gum in my fucking eyes and now I'm in quicksand. This is my luck, let me tell you, man. It's crazy because Tech is sinking like seven times faster than me or Dak. It's like wild. I went faster and I lost weight too. God. He's like up to his neck right now. It's crazy. That's because he took so much gum. Oh, it's... He's got so much gum in his pockets. (laughs) Boom. 15 minutes later, they're all out of the quicksand, a little muddy in the menthol cigarette. Gum is out of... Tech wizard's (laughs) eyes. Menthol cigarette gum. Menthol cigarette gum. (laughs) Menthol cigarette flavored gum. Quicksand more like yes and i'm going back in the quicksand i don't care (laughs) i go head first boom 15 minutes later dak rambo is out of the quicksand again okay i cannot believe i was the first one to drive the new truck you guys this has made my entire um life good thank you well the truck's the same it's just a new trailer wow i can't believe we've finally fixed pox's life right at the end just in time right as we cross the finish line the bright headlights of this 18-wheeler are, as it, as it drives down this dirt path, it's cutting through, rain pouring down, rain pouring down. Comes to the end of the dirt road, and there's a, the ghost highway up ahead. The lights shine over this empty highway. And above the truck, a steel orb, 15 meters in diameter, is floating <laughs> just behind the truck. Dak takes his Pokédex out and, and tries to identify this Pokémon that's flying up ahead, but it says that some Pokémon have not been discovered yet. <laughs> you guys, it's the Ghost Highway, but what if this time we went to Ghoul's Gulch? Now that is one hell of an idea, Pax. Oh, and by the way, guys, I love you all. <laughs> I love you guys. I love you guys too. I love you guys. Seriously, the gum it burns. <laughs> Xanadu blasts into the darkness. something on the back of this truck oh my god it's a little (laughs) tiny like looks like a burglar but (laughs) it looks like it loves hamburgers you can see that with your vehicle eyes i have vehicle empathy but i think dick maybe (laughs) maybe you can see it too can't you oh yeah now my third eye is open now that my eyes are full of gum (laughs) (laughs) that's called being a trucker Tech Wizard, we should make a shirt that just says, uh, young, dumb, and eyes full of gum. 
<laughs> ain't so young after the time jump. Dex an old man now. <laughs> Just like all of us. I think we've yeah. earned ourselves a little bit of goof off. Uh, <laughs> we have earned ourselves a little. Goof Let's go. Goof off, King. This is just for the DVD. Yeah. The, the <laughs> you can cut all the steel orb bits uh, yeah, thought, as, I, as necessary. I, I just, thought it was funny. I was going to say I'm giving you the middle finger, but I did not get a chance to say that I was giving Blair the middle finger there. As soon as Dak was like, I'm nine feet tall, I was like, all right, well, I'm going to fucking throw in some weird time jump bullshit, but mine's not going to make any sense. <laughs> I do it's like good the to... steel orb. I do like it with well, the runes. It made a little sense because it was like, oh, he was a forklift. He's been a forklift. He's been a car. Now he's no. a steel orb flying in the sky. <laughs> the theme song of Friends plays. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that I re-listened to audio clips of myself doing... Uh, all the different voices that I'm supposed to do. There's quite a few. And Dreek, I actually remembered kind of, well, Merv the Burb, I definitely remembered wrong. And Dreek, I actually remembered kind of wrong too. Wow, really? Well, I just remembered Dreek being a lot more high-pitched and I don't really think he is that high-pitched I think actually. because Dreek is a life race character, you were probably playing Dreek on and off for like a year. <laughs> Neil Scum is Blair Britt, Mike Migdal, Gannon Reedy, Eleni Sovajo, and Casey Tony. This episode of Neo Scum features music from Hozak Records. It may have been edited or modified for use. Track and artist details can be found in the liner notes for this episode. Learn more about Hozak and the artists they support at hozakrecords.com. Neo Scum will return. One day.